Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 5th of June 2012. For newcomers, as always, I suggest you make use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. You'll see a whole bunch of sites listed there. They're the, all the official sites I have and uh, they all carry transcripts as well as audios for download. If you go into Alan Watt Sentinel.eu, you can get transcripts in other languages, but they all carry audios in English. Uh, well over a thousand now. And I take you through the system you're born into that you accept because it's simply there and you so ex- you accept it. It must be normal. It existed before you were born, just like your parents accepted it too, never knowing that there's big powers using science, basically, and psychology, neuroscience, and techniques, marketing, to, to bring up a, a kind of uniform society. And within the uniformity too, they give you a whole bunch of subgroups and subcultures as well to take care of those who aren't quite happy with the system that they're, they're living in. And I go through that, the organizations that came together a long time ago who decided to take over basically the whole world and run it what they thought was be properly rather than this haphazard way where you make your own decisions. Although, mind you, a lot of it is, is already trained into you, the decisions that you actually make. And um, they wanted to destroy the family unit as, as it stood, because men tend to fight for their family unit and for their, their close relatives, etc. You take that away and they won't fight for anything. They look for entertainment, and that's what we have today, an abundance of entertainment. But the guys who wanted to take the world over also wanted to take over all the resources, which they've pretty well been successful at, and all the uh, essentials to life, in fact, across the whole planet, and, and bring in a world-type government, not for permanently, actually, because once they demolished the the the, the low breeders, they call them, as many names of the terms they use in their own books, you, you'll find that they, they plan to have big city-states down the road. That's from their own think tank for the, for the Department of Defense, Defense at NATO. So, sounds far-fetched, but nothing is far-fetched, believe you me. It's way beyond science fiction. Uh, think tanks can go into realms that you'd never dream of because they're paid to, and they've got nothing else to do except concentrate on their own specific tasks. There's thousands of think tanks working all the time on every possible aspect of society, and even the impossible is taken care of as well. That's the incredible funding, unlimited financing from those who control, basically. But I take you through the banking boys who got together. This is the Rhodes uh, Foundation, and uh, that joined with the Milner Society and created the Royal Institute for International Affairs. And one of their mouthpieces, of course, is the Royal Society as well, to make you think that whatever they say must be true because it's scientific. So uh, they all work together with the Council on Foreign Relations to bring in this wonderful uh, temporary utopia uh, as we go through the massive changes. And you're living in the time when the massive changes are all taking place by law. Anything that's illegal at the top, because of constitutions or anything else, to just uh, scrub that out and add it in and make everything they do legal. Everything, anything can be made legal if you own the guys who run the law system. 
quite anything at all, anything. Believe you me, if you think the horrors of the past were were terrible and etc., because we've all been trained to believe they all were, uh, then believe you me, it's nothing to what can be brought in through legalities. We're all seen as numbers and units and not as people at all by those in the higher bureaucracies. So, remember, to help me out too, you can buy the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com because I don't bring on sponsors. I don't have sponsors. You are the sponsors, the listeners. And that way I have no, I'm not tied to commerce. I'm not tied to opinions. I'm not tied to, to silencing myself on certain things either, um, to do with commerce. So you can buy the books and discs as I say at cuttingthroughmerits.com and you'll find out how to do it if you go into the websites. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix. As I've said before many times, you're living through a period that was planned a long, long time ago. Every aspect of the change, in fact, many changes were planned a long time ago by big powerful agencies, private agencies, contracted by governments to basically bring in a, a uniform society, a society that wouldn't really stand up for very much at all, because those at the top had massive plans uh, for the future, for themselves, naturally. And again, we can always go back to eugenics. There's no doubt about it. You can't get away from eugenics in all the top elitist uh, factions, including the left wing. Uh, it doesn't matter left wing, right wing, doesn't matter. Uh, they all believe in the same basic things. Uh, ultimately, they end up on the same road if, if they run the countries as well. But uh, you got to understand that during World War II, big plans were worked on. I'm sure they're much, much older than World War II, but they were worked on during World War II by different agencies that suddenly appeared out of nowhere. You had the Frankfurt School, of course, that ran off from Nazi Germany before they were caught because they were pushing a form of communism uh, where literally they believed that man was an animal and you can train him to be anything that you want him to be, ultimately, for conformity. And uh, when they came over to the U.S., they were funded by the taxpayer and set up again. And they had branches in different countries like Britain. And uh, they also took Freud's talks as well, who also believed that man was an irrational being and therefore couldn't be trusted by those who ruled. So they all worked, along with the Macy Group, the Frankfurt School, etc., with all the top philosophers of their day and this early so-called science. I don't believe it's a science at all but it's called psychiatry, and they believed that everyone was just too irrational to be trusted except for themselves at the top. And uh, they came out with lots and lots of programming for the general population who were oblivious that it was even happening upon them. They saw the effects of it down the road. They, they saw psychiatry being touted through all the big media, especially to do with celebrities. That's how they always start things. Well, if the celebrities are all seeing psychiatrists, we should too. And then psychiatry started to work with the educational system as well. And America, of course, I think under Truman brought the National um, Psych- Mental Health Act as well. The Mental Health Act was to create a, pop- a population of obedient people. That's what it was for. It wasn't going out looking for mentally ill people. It was to make sure that uh, the populations wouldn't go the same way as the Nazis. And um, the general public, again, are 
pretty well unaware of all of this going on in them. He didn't see the first signs and symptoms until, as I say, uh, Hollywood started big time promoting therapy and the celebrities and all the, the magazines uh, and experts. Remember what Bertrand Russell said, who did work with them? He worked with the Macy Group, and he also worked with the, the Frankfurt School and a few other ones on this, on, and Bernays, of course, that gave America the Consumer Society. They all worked to basically uh, create this new society of obedient people who would all believe in the same things and behave the same way. Massive projects, massive funding, but then what is massive when it's all your tax money has been used to prop it all up and fund it? And remember, these have never stopped. At the very top, they've always believed the general population are basically irrational. And of course, that stems as a projection from the paranoid types that run the world. They're always paranoid because they're up to no good, you see. So much so that if the public knew, like I think it was um, George Bush Sr. said, if the public knew what we were up to, they'd run down the streets after us and lynch us. So they're always paranoid and looking at the people, and they call the people irrational. Out of that came all of the experimental groups working with the CIA, of course. You had the rolfing techniques as people screamed and bashed pillows, and some of the other groups, they, they bashed each other, in fact. And then they had the lovey-dovey groups where you just strip naked and got rid of your, your inner policeman, they called it. The inner policeman, uh, they said, was rebelling against society because you were censoring yourself to go along with society, never knowing that the CIA were at the top of all of these experiments, massive experiments using your funding, of course. And it's never stopped. It's still going on today. At the same time, they realized during these experiments how uniform people could be under the right circumstances. If you created a a movement, you would get them flooding in with all their own grievances, often divergent grievances, but they come together to get a target to blame and all come together. So that does work. Today we know too that lots of them in the movement to do with the man is irrational, we must conquer and use him, went into what's called today the green movement. There were communists before still believing in creating the ultimate uh, Soviet man, a a product of total conditioning. And then, of course, they could um, use the green movement and sustainability, etc., to get the same goals through. Now, these so-called far-left Soviet types, communist types, um, are well funded by your tax money again and by your own governments. And that used to astonish me as I got the clues years ago of what was going on. When you went into certain places, for instance, where there was music, especially in places like Canada and the States, you found lots of uh, bars or clubs that were propped up by government money. They were, In fact, they were totally funded by government money to protest government by their music. It made no sense at all. And what were they protesting? It had to be radical change. Now, what radical changes were they talking about? The Communist Manifesto was a radical change. That's when I realized at the beginning that communism and capitalism worked completely together, and that's been shown to be true uh, as you go into all of the different foundations and top bankers of the capitalist system that funded communism from its very inception. So they got together, as I say, and they decided that they changed the whole planet. And they also said, if you read the articles like from UNICEF and from the, some of the, the first CEOs of UNICEF, including uh, Huxley, it was Julian Huxley, Aldous's brother, 
And he said the same thing. We shall bring in massive promiscuity as long as they don't have children. Then that would keep them really happy. Bernays, of course, worked on this too because sex promoted everything. Now you have a hypersexualized society that's pretty well sterile if you look at the sperm count in the male because that's part of it too is bring down the population. Big numbers terrify governments. Big, big numbers of people terrify. All, they always have terrified those who rule over the people. Read the writings of Malthus. It's never changed today. Absolutely terrified of too many people at the bottom who might want a share in something, you see. That's the reason for it. They might want a share. And, of course, if people really did get some kind of equality, then you wouldn't have any elites being any different from you. So that can't happen, you see. And it won't happen. By hooker, by crook, that kind of thing will never, ever happen. That's pie in the sky. So we live in a system that's planned, and it's done in phases, just like they did with the United Nations and they did with the Soviet era. They have five-year plans for this particular part, even to do with the amalgamation of countries, including uh, the NAFTA countries. And they have 10-year plans for other parts across the world, 15, 50-year plans, and even 100-year plans where they want to be in 100 years. And they have lots of staff and, and millions of people all working towards the goals on behalf of the elite, uh, elite under thousands of obscure names sometimes, sometimes kind of happy, happy names. You never suspect what they're really all about. Like It's kind of like family planning, more like families and we like to plan. But look what it's really for. Again, thank Bernays for the terminology. We are still run today by those who believe that we are the useless eaters, you see. And we're going to take over their planet and eat up all their natural resources. That's how they see it at the top. Now, people think, of course, getting raised in this society, they have rights. And it isn't until certain things happen you find that you have no rights at all. It's all on, it sounds good on paper, but a good lawyer will walk in there and, and, and shred it apart because that's how they write laws. Laws are written in such a way that if they want to put you inside the slammer, they take this case that happened 10 years ago or whatever, uh, or the other one where they let the guy go. It can be one or the other. Depends if they want to put you away. All laws have the same things. Put them inside or let them go. And you'll find that all through, through the legal history, basically. It's a scam, of course. And it's a massive business. Apart from that, it's a massive, massive business, right down to abducting children for the, for the, for the money that they can get uh, from the state, from, from abducting children under uh, child care or child services, etc., in every country. And in fact, a few years ago, it was one of the main growth industries in America. You wouldn't believe the money the state throws uh, for every child uh, who's taken away from their parents. Fantastic business. So we live in a, in a fantasy world where we're trained, trained and to believe everything we're pretty well told. We're given dross. Dross is what's left after you, you've run out of real coal. You've got little, all this little stuff at the bottom, like almost like powder. It's called dross. And we get dross given by the owned media. The people who own the banks own the media as well, you see. And they have all along. Years ago, Alan Rock was the attorney general for Canada, a kind of unelected guy, he seemed to get around a lot. He was uh, really deemed to 
go places and bigger things to happen. And so, but he, he single-handedly, I think 98, he, he brought out this massive omnibus bill. We'd never seen this in Canada before. And it was rammed through without any questions. And it, it technically was an anti-terrorist bill and a martial law bill. But the bills are still getting rammed through now since that particular... And then Alan Rock, of course, once he rammed it through, he went off to work at his favorite place, which is the United Nations. Because he were global, you see. And this farce and, pre- and pretense of, of uh, having your own place in government and, and, and country, it really is just a, a sham at the moment. It's used by those in government when they want to use it. The rest of the time, we're simply global. But now there's more bills getting rammed through. And tonight, I'll put up an, a link about Canada. And it's, uh, it's some articles from Bill C-38. And it says that all bills act or getting it done or getting it done, it says. And you wouldn't believe the changes in this do with all Canadian monies, savings plans, pensions, tax shelters, etc. It's, it's astonishing. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I am back, cutting through the matrix, talking about, never mind the fact that we're going through massive changes, planned changes of course, uh, to do with the whole global society as they call it, uh, at the top, the ones who own it that is, and everything that must happen within it, and uh, the massive omnibus bills that are common now in the US, but are fairly recent to Canada, but again we're all merging now, you see, so we're all on board together, and what they're doing of course are altering the systems in Canada and in the States a little bit each until we can merge comfortably in many different areas that's what they did with all the European countries for 30 odd years little adjustments here and there until eventually even your cash system is on par with the the ones you want to merge it with, the dollar for dollar value sort of idea but it's affect everything. Now, some of the provisions of Bill C-38 says income tax amendment. That doesn't sound good for anybody, of course, except for those at the top. Medical expense tax credit, registered disability savings plan, mineral exploration taxes uh, credit, dividend designations, governor general salary. In Canada and the British Commonwealth, as, as Milner called it, which is still called by the same thing today, of course, um, the governor general is a representative of the Queen. And nothing can be signed into law through Parliament unless it's okayed by the Governor-General and passed back to the Queen and okayed and all the rest of it. Tax shelters, charitable donations, foreign registration. So there's going to be lots more investment in the country with Labour coming in too, probably just like Australia's got from India or China. Political activity is interesting. They want to know about political activity. Marketing freedom for grain farmers. It's not going to be freedom for grain farmers, believe you me. It's because I've got another article to, to, to do about their uh, carbon taxes and so on. And excise tax amended and... Um, Part two, part three, it's Canadian Environmental Assessment Act repealed, Canadian Environmental Assessment Act 2012 enacted, National Energy Board Act amended, and um, Canada Oil and Gas Operations Act amended, and the NEBs to have federal jurisdiction over cross pipelines and power lines crossing navigable waters. Uh, Fisheries Act amended, removes habitat protection, it says here. Canadian Environmental Protection Act 1999 amended, and disposal at sea permits are now available, I guess, or, or is considering those. Species at Risk Act amended, 
uh, Auditor General Act amended, Trust and Loan Companies Act amended, Bank Act amended, amongst other things, and, and it adds a preamble. But I'll put all this up tonight. It goes on and on and on. Omnibus bill. And of course, I was reading too that the average uh, politician has got six seconds to reply to all of this. Six, six seconds. So this is a con. What's the point of having a government at all if they go through this farce? Knowingly, they'll participate knowingly that so they can't uh, intervene in anything at all. Hope oh, your six seconds is up. The time you say, you're honourable this and honourable that, that's, that's it over. But it's got, it's got Canada National Marine Conservation Areas Act amended, so they're going to expand the conservation areas, obviously, uh, for private use, that's corporation use. And Canadian National Parks Act amended. Now, the national parks have been growing like cancers as they take over more and more land, and it goes back to crown land, or at least it's put under crown land in Canada, and you can't go near it. Uh, Integrated Cross-Border Maritime Law Enforcement Operations Act enacted. It enacts 2009 agreement between the Government of Canada and the Government of the USA. So now it's implemented Cross-Border Maritime Law Enforcement Operations Act. Uh, Bretton Woods, for those who've got a memory and to understand the money system on the farce of fractional reserve banking, etc., and paper money. That's where they first had the big meeting, of course, and put it all into action after World War II, during World War II even. It says, the Bretton Woods and Related Agreements Act amended, Official Development Assistance Accountability Act amended, and the Canada Health Act amended. Maybe they'll, they'll give us the pill for euthanasia instead of giving us the basic treatment or the minimal treatment that they're now offering. Canada Security Intelligence Services Act amended. That's your, your CSIS, which is the equivalent, uh, supposedly, of the CIA. It's not quite as nasty so far. Office of the Inspector General eliminated and, and give oversight responsibilities to the Security Intelligence Review Committee. Now, it's so secretive, we don't know where, who they are, but we know that they actually have a lot of um, professors from universities working in CSIS. Uh, it's taken from that, that kind of sector. The Currency Act amended, Federal Provincial Fiscal Arrangement Act amended, Food and Drugs Act Act amended, I guess you can put any poisons in there, food no. Government Employees Compensation Act, well, they'll always give them more because you must always, like Stalin said and Churchill said and others, you must always get the bureaucrats on your side uh, and then you can do anything. International Development Research Centre Act amended and the Canada Labour Code amended. Uh, um, Fair Ages and Hours of Labour Act repealed, Public Appointments Commission dissolved, and its Secretariat. Seeds Act amended, empowers Canadian Food Inspection Agency to issue licences to persons authorising them control or to assure quality of seeds or seed crops. That probably mean that you have to pay a fee for all the, the, the GM stuff, even for your own back garden. Statutory Instruments Act amended, Investment Canada Act amended, Customs Act amended. Uh, Pensions Benefits Standards Act and so on uh, Retroactive effect to well, Way back I guess uh, Health of Animals Act amended uh, Canada School Public Service Act amended And the Board of Governors abolished And responsibilities reassigned to responsible Minister and President of the School It says here um, Status of the Artists Act amended Dissolves the Canadian Artists and Producers Professional Relations Tribunal And transfers powers and duties to the Canadian Canadian Industrial Relations Board, we pay a bit twice as much for CD blank ones up here on the premise that we're guilty of going to copy music. It was the same with tapes before. It's supposed to go to the artists, they say. Never does, of course. 
Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the Matrix, and of course I'll put these links up tonight on Bill C-38, and it's all basically going through and uh, past, uh, and it's gigantic, it would take you, it would take anybody, including the politicians who won't read it, a long, long time to go through most of it, and then find out what it really, really means, and of course... Um, we still pretend we're a democracy in Canada, like most countries do. Uh, but, but the fact is, when something is wrapped up in these massive bills with all legalese, etc., and subsequent to subsection, paragraph, blah, 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 exempting, blah, 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 blah. I mean, come on, the cons go on, and it's all done through legalities like this. You see, it's meant to bamboozle the ordinary person. So let's not even pretend you have a democracy or even had one in the past, to be honest with you. Uh, so I'll put them up tonight, and um, getting back to what I said originally about uh, the fact is they believe everyone's mentally ill at the bottom, uh, that's also part of the Mental Health Act that started to treat children. It's quite interesting to when you go into it, where they would see the brighter children who would kind of rebel at school and then drug them, because under the belief system you see that that person who's maladjusted, meaning he's not going to behave and conform, he's maladjusted, in other words he might be a leader, then he's got to be put under one way or another. Bertrand Russell touched on that too. If they couldn't recruit them into the higher schools of learning, the private, big private ones, get them on board for a good career, then they'd have to literally physically eliminate the person because such a person would be a danger because he could speak to people and they could follow him, you see. And that's why you're, you're drugging all your children. Nothing is for the reasons that they give it out to be to the people at the time in the mainstream media. It's to do, as I say, with these big foundations, these big organizations that were, through psychiatry especially, that they said a long time ago that they would work with all whole populations of people through all media, through massive marketing campaigns, and all general ads for all products, in fact, they, they would tuck it in. They'd tell you what your needs were, what you really wanted, etc. Even though they knew, they knew that most people couldn't even attain that, never mind get them. They'd never really get the ability to attain all this stuff that they flash on television. Never mind where were you going to put it all to begin with. So anyway, we live in a fantasy world, and it's, it's very well controlled at the top. We know that big organizations um, pick presidents, and Prime Ministers, Quigley went into that, Carl Quigley, and uh, he was part of the group, in fact, he was a historian for the, the group that actually chose him, and still does cho- uh, choose him today. And he mentioned they had this group on functioning under a different name as around the 1880s, in fact. Uh, so that was not, wasn't just for the States, that was for all uh, the first world countries. So, as I say, we're living in weird times as we go through Big changes because we're all supposedly uh, simply um, primitive, and un- unless we're kept happy with entertainment. Part of the reason, too, to give you such debased entertainment, apart from de- your copy, of course, into reality and debase yourselves and everyone else you know, is when people are debased like that, they're dysfunctional. They know what functionality means, and of course functionality is not perfection by any means, but functionality was when people used to get married and have children. 
and uh, and he had a stable uh, home if possible. It was never perfect for everyone, but the fact is it kept society pretty safe from the elite at the top who couldn't push too far because the family stood up together, you see. When that was dissolved, and H.G. Wells wrote about it too from the League of Nations point of view, he said, eventually we can talk right down to each individual, just like George Orwell's 1984, and there'll be no family in the road to stand up for the target, the targeted individual. Well, we're all here, but most of us are having fun, mind you, because we're all told to have fun. Russell said that too. Everyone will be happy because the government, meaning this whole system of marketing, will tell you you're happy. You see? It's that simple. And plus, people will shy away from difficult questions and difficult tasks, even even mental tasks. If they're unpleasant, they'll completely shy away. And, uh, and you'll, 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 you're egocentric, egocentonic. You'll go for something which is pleasurable. Have you noticed when you, you hear all the bad news, for instance, people that you'll know, you might do it yourself, you immediately turn on television to watch your favorite show so you can start laughing. Is that sane? Are they really correct at the top? The people at the bottom are irrational. How come, how can you be rational if you can suddenly escape from something very serious and laws that get passed and everything else? Like martial law bills, yada yada yada. How can you be, turn from being serious and a bit concerned to laughing your head off? It's something that, that's programmed to make you laugh and forget all about it. That's not rational. That's control. And you're not in control. Now, another article tonight is to do with weaponry because we live in a public-private partnership deal with governments and the private corporations that pretty well run everything. We're run by corporations. We have been for a long time. In fact, your government is a corporation. So is the Queen of England. But uh, it says here, ex-Blackwater executives finger CIA in weapons trial. And it broke out because of a court case. It says, in 2005, five Blackwater executives presented guns, firearms to King Abdullah II when he, he visited the contractor's headquarters in Moyoc, uh, North Carolina. Later, they were accused of federal firearms violations and falsifying reports to the U.S. Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. So the five ex-Blackwater executives facing the, the crimes uh, charges, it says... Um, came up with an explanation of how it occurred. They said it was a CIA operation. In court papers filed last month in Raleigh, the defense said the gift of five guns to King Abdullah II of Jordan during a royal visit to Blackwater's Moyoc, North Carolina headquarters in March 2005, was requested, directed, and authorized by the Central Intelligence Agency. So I'll put this one up too, because, you know, the general population are left in the dark on everything. They think they're informed. They think so. You gotta look at what inform means. Informed. You're formed within. In other words, your whole mind is formed for you by those who control the media and the system. Remember, the media is the middleman. That's what it means, media, in the middle. And it works between those at the top who decide reality for you and those at the bottom that receive the information when it's been through the media. That's what it means. It's very easy to control millions of people that way. Going back to what I was mentioning before about the, the big organizations like the Frankfurt School and also a foundation, the Macy School and, and even the Vienna School, who also work with them, 
uh, to do with creating this more rational, uniform, obedient society. Uh, you have to go into uh, everything that they were working on at the time. They've never led up, of course. They've changed their names down through time, but it's the same bunch operating on the same premises. And right down to abortion, by the way. I can remember in Canada, Henry Morgenthaler uh, was a guy who suddenly got all this publicity for promoting abortion when it was illegal. And the police stopped uh, arresting him and started protecting him literally overnight before the law was passed to make it legal. But I never forget what he said on television because it was straight out of Freud's mouth, basically. And it really was straight out of Freud's mouth and the Frankfurt School and the Macy Group. And it makes sense only when you understand all of these different groups who were given permission to work with every government to bring in this system. And he said the reason, he said he was doing the world a, 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 a service. The world, not the people or the pregnant mothers. The world a service. It says these unwanted children could grow up to be another tyrant like Hitler. And that's straight out, straight out of the operations manual that was given to the U.S. president who first put it into action and because everyone could end up like Nazi Germany, according to these, this group of uh, people who flew uh, out of Europe to, to the States and Britain. They were given immediate responsibilities to alter everyone else's minds, whole nations of people, because of this terror. And that philosophy is utterly flawed, of course, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This belief system is entrenched, entrenched in the, the, the bureaucracies that govern us, in the educational systems that govern us as well, and the mental health society in general. In fact, you might say they kind of founded the mental health society. They even wanted to put their own members as psychiatrists uh, on board with every government uh, on the planet because they didn't even trust the politicians to make rational decisions. Only they who understood the workings of the human mind, so they thought, <laughs> uh, were, were had the proper credentials to direct the flow of society's thoughts. Everything, everything that's been given to you has been given to you. Young people didn't create anything by themselves, believe you me, including, you know, uh, the whole pop industry, the revolution, the revolutions, everybody thought it was revolution time, they're going to be freer. No, they were working out the plan to destroy their own societies, including their families. That's what it was about. And who picks up that the damage and controls them all? The government does. Orphanages do. Psychiatrists do. Therapists do. The legal system does. Your tax money does. And you all think you're making your own way in life. <laughs> now, another article too about the, the corruption at the top, because naturally at the top they don't see anything as corrupt, you understand. I can remember the, the, the court case, I think it was back in the 30s, they made movies about it. Some were awful, some were pretty well on the ball. To do with uh, a top university in the States, uh, where two sons of big, big bankers, the biggest bankers in the States, in fact, studied philosophy, and they thought that uh, that through Hegel's uh, ideas, etc., that they should not be responsible for even, if they murder someone, it should not be considered murder. So the elite had the, because they were so sane, you see, the elite, obviously, they had the right to commit murder and just kill enemies wherever they saw them, potential enemies even. 
And they went out and tried it in society. They killed a whole, it was actually young guys because they were homosexuals, two of these guys. But they made movies, one of them was called Rope, and there's another version of it too that was more, as I say, on the ball by the two particular families involved, at least the offspring of them. But it shows you how they think. They don't see them themselves as going along with the same rules and regulations that you do. Uh, same with Queen Elizabeth I court, remember? Because much was thrown by pirates. They made their money by piracy. They didn't see anything wrong with that either. They saw themselves as the, as the legitimate crown, etc. And they were living off piracy. If you tried it and didn't give a cut to the queen, you'd, you'd certainly end up with your, your head off. But, um, but the, her own particular coterie around her, it was okay for them to, to, cause they always gave a share to the queen, you see. Things haven't changed that much. Now you do it through contributions to political movements. Doesn't really matter how you got it. We've seen the shady deals of even one of some massive Buddhist society at one point funneling millions to Bill Clinton when he was running. That was okay, apparently. No one questioned it. Who are these? What Buddhist movement is this? <laughs> and it turned out it was, it was actually originally in China to get them through. Western banks reaping billions of Colombian uh, from Colombian cocaine trade. Well, that's nothing new. They, they mentioned this 20 years ago in Canada. Cocaine production ravages countries in Central America. Consumers in the U.S. and Europe are helping developed economies grow rich from the profits, a study claims. And it says the vast profits made from drug production and trafficking are overwhelmingly reaped in rich consuming countries, principally across the Europe and the United States, rather than war-torn producing nations such as Colombia and Mexico. New research has revealed. I'd correct that and say there's some families in Colombia and Mexico they came in with Cortez. They're still reaping profits off it, believe you me. They're still the same families. And its authors claim that the financial regulators in the West are reluctant to go eat after Western banks in pursuit of the massive amounts of drug money being laundered through their systems. The most far-reaching and detailed analysis today of the drug economy in any country, in this case, Colombia, shows that 2.6 of the total street value of cocaine produced remains within the country while a staggering 97.4% of profits are reaped by criminal syndicates and laundered by banks in first world consuming countries. Years ago, the RCMP said in Canada and the mainstream that uh, if they stopped uh, laundering the money through banks in Canada, they'd collapse, that the banks in Canada would collapse. And there's nothing new about that. And if they wanted to stop it, believe me, they'd stop it. They'd stop it. They would. But it keeps a lot of people, again, occupied and out of touch with reality. They're no threat to people except if somebody wants to mug for more money, for more drugs. But they don't get up there and become leaders in anything at all. They neutralize themselves in the process. That's part of the reason it's allowed. And another article here, too, is to do with China. China unveils a knockoff version of an entire Austrian village. They, they literally copied a whole Austrian village. I guess when you've got money to play with and you're, you know, a government for the people, you know, then you, you just make things like this just to pass the time. China is known for knocking off and making copycat versions of iPhones and designer bags because the real ones are all made there too. But a new knockoff of an entire village in Austria, which was unveiled this week, takes a cake. The replica of Hallstatt 
a centuries-old village in Austria, opened in the Chinese province of Guangdong amid some controversy as natives of the original Hallstatt were not initially made aware that their historic buildings and streets were being ripped off. <laughs> it was only revealed last year when a Chinese visitor to Austria's Hallstatt let a word of the project slip, according to the AP Press. The Made in China version of the town, which is a, who else, UNESCO World Heritage Site. Well, you paid for all that too, folks, because we fund every faction and branch of the United Nations. So UNESCO gave it world approval. It said it cost an estimated $940 million to build, according to Reuters. The project was conceived by a Chinese mining tycoon. You know, he's a, he works for the people, you know, mining tycoon. And backed by uh, Min, Min Metals, it says, Land Inc., in metals. Some residents of original Hallstatt town of around 900 made the journey to Guangdong to attend this weekend's opening ceremony. Uh, I bet they can't afford to fix anything in their own place now with all the taxes and stuff, but they can go over and see how it maybe was when it was brand new. Isn't that nice, eh? Yeah, thank you, China. Well, I'm telling you, as I say, most people have no idea of the reality they think they're living in. And we are. Our heads are spun left and right as big movements uh, at the top, of course, are underway to change all of society, go even further with this in this belief system that we are all at the bottom, uh, unpredictable, wild savages in a sense, and we have to be managed carefully with, with uh, under microscopes because someone someone might become a leader and spill the beans if they can't recruit them, pay them off, buy them off, you know. But as I say, that's one of the reasons why the, the um, definitely, uh, why uh, Planned Parenthood have get the funding that they do because they don't want someone growing up with a chip in their shoulder that could end up like being an Adolf Hitler for those who thought it was just to help the women. These guys are awfully good at the top and they love to stand up for women and women's rights and, and tell them it's their body because they didn't know that before, of course, until they told them, it's, yeah, it's your body and, and all that stuff. It's really a political agenda, quite something else. And the folk haven't got a clue. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, cutting through the matrix, and we'll go to the callers, and there's Jack from Michigan on the line. Are you there, Jack? Hi, Alan. Can you hear me all right? Yes, I can. Yep. Uh, I've been reading Morals and Dogma a lot lately. Yep. And uh, it seems like he's saying that the Pharisees, when they came out of Babylon, they were essentially practicing the Zoroastrian religion. Yeah, there's no doubt the whole concept of it to do with uh, Zoroastrian is very, very, very old indeed, of good and evil. Yeah. It seems like masonry is essentially Judaism, so does that mean that masonry is basically Zoroastrianism? Technically, you might say it is. In a sense, uh, there's no doubt at all it came from Judaism, and Pike himself goes on, it's, it's so much about the Kabbalah, etc., etc. Uh, a, a lot of their ceremonies are based on Old Testament scenes, you might say. And uh, there's no doubt about it, uh, yeah. And then my, my other question was about Lord Conrad Black. He's mm-hmm. in uh, federal prison right now. Yeah. And I was just kind of thinking that, you know, he's he might be like kind of the king of the underworld or something like that. Uh, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, what is the underworld, really? 
the underworld is controlled by the overworld. Those who control the top use the underworld. When they can't use legal systems, they use the underworld. That's why there's always a, a professional underworld class allowed to carry on, yeah. But Conrad Black himself, he, uh, he wrote a book, apparently. I haven't read it myself yet, but he, he claims he's going to expose a lot of stuff in his book. I don't know if he will uh, or, or, or he, how much he can put out there, but um, they turned against him when they could have covered his butt, uh, but they didn't um, because of an inside deal that he made with... The, one, one rule at the top is you never rip off your, your fellow brothers, you might say. And uh, uh, this is what they claim he did, and so they, they turned against him. It wouldn't have mattered what he did to the public, believe you me, but uh, you don't turn uh, against your own. You're, you're sworn to that class. So that's why he fell from grace, yeah. Yeah, because it didn't make sense why he wasn't in prison at all, what they were saying, especially that particular federal prison. It's not a white-collar crime kind of facility. Yeah, that's, it is. It is. Uh, it's not like you suffer in a damp cell. You have, you know, golf carts and courses and things. But well, uh, uh, I've also heard that he's, like, doing well, and people call him Lord in there, and, and it's like kind of like he's, he's kind of ruling the yard or something. Well, he still have a lot of swing and a lot of sway to do with, with what happens outside, absolutely. Uh, he went to Upper Canada College, like they all do in Canada, the ones who rule it. And uh, he was set up from the beginning to be a top man against the Cold War, uh, during the Cold War as a warrior. And he ended up owning a Hollinger Corporation, along with uh, Kissinger and um, Barbara Walters. They were all shareholders, and big shareholders in it. And they also had newspapers across the whole planet. Even the Jerusalem Post was there at one point. So he just uh, fell from grace. He turned on him. He was after he got his lordship, in fact. So I don't know if they took his lordship away from him or what. But uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But but yeah, I, I mean, he can certainly still pull things on the outside uh, to a certain extent for for certain people. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was just kind of wondering if maybe he was, like, recruiting people for the drug trade and, like, recruiting, you know, people into the, or initiating them into masonry in there or something like that. He'd certainly be initiating them into the realities of life. <laughs> I've no doubt about that. And that in itself, I wouldn't mind myself going to a lecture by him uh, and getting the real lowdown of how it works at the top from his point of view. It'd be worth going to see, yeah. But uh, thanks for calling. and uh, hey, yes, I'm taking my call. That's how life really is. And maybe Dave from UK can call again tomorrow. I'll try and take you. From Hamish from South Ontario, Canada. I think it's Canada. Good night, still Canada. And may your God or your gods go with you.